Welcome to Network, Women in Mining South Africa's podcast. Today I speak to Bryony Lieber, who recently gave a workshop on LinkedIn to all of our members. And we thought it might be nice to follow it up with a podcast for those of you who missed that opportunity. So welcome to the studio, Bryony. Thank you very much. So the first question I'd like to start off with with LinkedIn is why should people have a LinkedIn profile? So I would say for many reasons. Uh, the first one being that LinkedIn is a professional professional networking site or platform. And there are over 580 million people on it worldwide. So if you're wanting to build your professional network in and out of your industry and across various um, geographies, I believe LinkedIn is the place to be. So how is LinkedIn different to something like Facebook? I would say that LinkedIn's primary objective is for networking, building relationships and conversations. It's not necessarily intended for social entertainment and that sort of thing. And what I like about it is that the tone is generally quite professional. So there's a tone and etiquette around it that people seem to understand. Um, the second thing that I think is different to it, uh, to Facebook, is it's searchable. So if you want to search for people in a particular industry, in a particular company, um, in a particular line of work, you can actually do that. Um, that's not something that you can do on Facebook. So how should LinkedIn be part of your own personal branding? I've found LinkedIn to be a hugely important part of my personal branding in that it creates a platform for you to firstly have a place where you can put your portfolio of evidence for your career, so a CV, a dynamic CV. Second part of it is that it creates a platform for um, positioning yourself as a thought leader. So through posting articles, through posting posts, commenting on other people's posts and content and adding value in that way and participating in conversations, you can very quickly position yourself as somebody who has a specific skill set or um, set of knowledge that people might be interested in. So talking about posting articles and writing stuff and building your brand as a thought leader, what should the mix be between posting your own content and sharing other people's content? So I think that's going to differ from person to person, and it depends on how much time you've got available to be creating your own content. I would say, as a rule of thumb, if you can post one piece of original content of your own to every three or four pieces of curated content, so that's content that you're sharing from others, then you're probably getting a good balance. And if you're sharing other people's content, what I always advise people to do is just introduce it with your thought on why it's worth somebody else reading it. I often see a lot of people just sharing, but not saying this is why you should read it and what I found important. And that's another very quick way of sharing your thought leadership around somebody else's work. I think that's a really important question is around just introducing the content. And I think it's the same for when you try and connect with somebody else. So if you're sending somebody a request for them to follow you or you to follow them or I think it's always good to send a note to say why you want to be connected to that person if they don't know you, if they're not part of your network. Yeah, so should absolutely. you should you be uh, accepting each and every random request that comes your way? Again, I think it depends on what your strategy is and your objective around being on LinkedIn. I don't like to play a numbers game. So there are some people who just want to build up their numbers so that they look like they've got a big following, which is fine. That's one 
objective. But I would say that once you're starting to be intentional around your networking, that you accept people who either you've met, so they've introduced themselves to you somewhere along the line at a workshop, a conference, etc., um, and you're now doing a follow-up connection. People who send a note saying why they want to connect with you. And if the person is from an industry that you're interested in, a company that you're interested in, or they have other people in common with you, then I would generally suggest connecting with them. But the problem with connecting with absolutely everybody is that you end up with a very a huge network, but not one that's intentionally created. So you might end up with a lot of people who actually aren't interested in what you're posting or saying or communicating about. And at some point, when you want to clean up your network, that's just going to take up a lot of time. At the workshop that you ran with WIMSA members, you mentioned that you see LinkedIn as a 24-7, 365 conference. What do you mean by that? So the way that I view LinkedIn, and, the, and this changed a lot for me when I moved from being employed to being um, to running my own business, I originally saw it as a place to put your CV, and that was about it. But when I started running my business and trying to build up my network, I very rapidly saw that this is basically like having 580 million people around the world all attending a conference. At any point in time during the day or night, on any given day, there's activity going on in LinkedIn. And that, to me, is like a conference. Your personal profile is kind of like your stand at a conference. It's there for people to come and visit and for you to showcase what you do. And then the choice is up to you to have a conversation or not with somebody. So the moment I say to people, imagine yourself at a conference and somebody comes and talks to you. If you don't talk back to them or respond to them and engage in a conversation, that's what it's like on LinkedIn when somebody connects with you or comments on something that you've done and you ignore them. It's like a wasted opportunity. Exactly, exactly. So once you've created your profile on LinkedIn, what else can you do there? So you can position yourself as a thought leader through the content that you create, that you curate, Um, and that you comment on. So that's the first thing, is being able to position yourself. Second thing you can do is make yourself open to recruitment. So if you're in the market for a job opportunity, you can open up a few things in the back of your profile so that recruiters know that you're looking, and you can put in search words and keywords to refine that search. You can actively look for opportunities on LinkedIn, And then you can engage in a myriad of conversations. So pretty much anybody and everybody you want to meet in your particular industry, whether it's in your region or across the ocean, you can find on LinkedIn. Not everybody's active, but you can connect with a large majority of people. If you've met somebody at a conference or you've heard them talking on the radio or you're listening to us on this podcast, You can go and search for them on LinkedIn and connect with them. And you don't have to ask to connect. You can just follow somebody. What's the difference between a personal profile and a business page? Okay, so your personal profile is you, Pietro Dupasani, or me, Bryony Lieber. So that's the platform from which you engage and build relationships and have conversations. It's the place that people come to to look at you as an individual person. A business page is 
something that a company or an organization like Women in Mining would set up that large numbers of people can then follow and those members who are either an employee of that organization or are administering that organization can have access to to put content and manage and various other things. The benefit of a business page is that you can then set up a whole bunch of sub-pages to showcase specific things that you might be doing in your business. And if you're a big organization, you might want to open that up to advertise job opportunities, to give insights into what happens within your business. And in my business, for instance, I use my business page to talk about more the marketing and the sales thing, so really kind of the more hard sell stuff, whereas I use my personal page for relationship building. Mm. So that for me is the big difference. So I'm also a member of LinkedIn because you should be like you've said. Yes. <laughs> and um, I get a lot of requests from LinkedIn to upgrade to premium. And I've never done it, but is it even worth doing that? So I activated premium uh, a while ago, and I activated on and off every couple months. I've found it very useful in the work that I do because it gives you insights into the keywords and the search words that people are using. It also gives you insights into who's looking at your profile. So you can gain information from it that you can then leverage in your strategy. If you're looking for a job, I would definitely say turn it on for at least 30 days. It's free for the first 30 days. It immediately gives you access to some insights around the jobs that you're applying for, the top 10 skills that they're looking for, and if there's enough data in the background, where you're positioned in relation to other people that are applying for that position. And that's that's the lowest package that you can open. It costs around, I guess, $30 a month to do that. But as I say, the first 30 days are free. What also comes with that is LinkedIn Learning. And there are probably 20,000 different courses on LinkedIn that have phenomenal content. And once you've got premium, you can access all of that content. The highest package is the sales package, and that gives you lots of in-mails. I think it's 15 or 20 in-mails that you can directly email to people that you don't know yet, but it's a lot more expensive. So that's not a package that I use, but I know a lot of larger companies use that as part of their marketing approach. But definitely, if you just want to try it out, even just for the LinkedIn learning aspects of it, turn it on. It's free for 30 days. You can't lose anything. What is one thing that everyone can do to leverage their LinkedIn profile straight after this podcast? So one of the things that I notice when I look at people's profiles, in fact, there's three things. First thing is most people don't have a banner at the top of their profile. That's one third of your page that you can use to put a nice graphic, to put a call to action, to say something catchy about who you are, who you serve, what problems you solve. Very easy to do. Second thing is your profile picture. I see so many people putting strange profiles, profile pictures of themselves. So ones that are obviously taken with a cell phone, kind of like a selfie style, or where they've cropped out a second person that was maybe in a social event. Put up a professional photograph of yourself. One where you've got a clean background behind you, you're looking straight at the camera, it's head and shoulders, and you're looking 
needs and professional in the way that you would in a professional organization. Psychologically, that immediately says to somebody, this is someone I can imagine working in my organization. Just for the graduates, I see a lot of graduates having gone through their graduation ceremonies recently, and everybody is now popping up with graduation photographs of themselves, which are wonderful because everybody's very proud of their graduation. But again, what that does in the mind of the employer is it positions you as a student, not as a employee. So those photographs are beautiful. Put them in as a post, but not as your profile photograph. And then the third thing that I think you can do is focus on your headline. Your headline is 120 characters. LinkedIn immediately picks up your most recent position. But if you use that as an opportunity to say who you serve and what problems you solve, you immediately have the opportunity to position yourself in the mind of your audience, not as a position, but as a problem solver. So how difficult is LinkedIn to use for people who are scared of technology? Well, the first thing I want to say is you can't break LinkedIn. So it's not hard at all. It takes a little bit of fiddling around and getting used to. But once you've gotten used to it and you've worked your way around, it's actually really easy. And the nice thing is if you do something and you don't like it, just go back and change it. There is no history that remains for people to see. Yeah, it's. I get a lot of people saying, I think I'm going to break it if I try this. But don't, just play with the buttons. Okay. So you run your own uh, consulting business called Bryony Lieber Coaching and Consulting. So where can people find out more about you? Well, firstly on LinkedIn. Um, I have a personal page and a business page. I would really like you to go and follow my business page, which is Bryony Lieber Coaching and Consulting. Um, and then you're welcome to connect with me and just mention in a connection note that you listen to this podcast. Um, and you can find me as Bryony Lieber. So do you have any special offerings for our listeners? So what I thought I'd do to follow up on this podcast is two things. Um, the one is I'm going to post 15 tips over the course of 15 days on my LinkedIn business page. So if you want to go and follow that, you'll get tips that we've talked about here as well as additional ones that we haven't. And the second thing that I'm going to do is document this as a blog so that I can elaborate on a couple of things that we haven't had a chance to talk about. So both of those will be available on LinkedIn through my business page. And I hope to see you there. So thanks for joining us in the studio, Bryony. Are there any last thoughts that you'd like to end the session with? Yeah, so let's just quickly uh, wrap up on the WIMSA page on LinkedIn. Uh, we do have a business page for WIMSA. We've got about a th 1,100 people following us on that already, which is fabulous. And one of the things that I wanted to mention is that if you go into your personal page and go down to affiliates and organizations, you can then link the WIMSA page to your personal page as an organization that you're a member of. It's another way of enriching your profile um, and it makes you that much more searchable. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks. been listening to the Whimsor Podcast. 
where we are committed to leading the change and strengthening the voices of women in the mining industry.